get popped and it won't be by me. That's all I have to I'm say. I'm not afraid of no scammers. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, bro. I'm really not. Let them niggas phase me. I'm bro. happy that you're not scared of scammers. You have nothing to be afraid of. They don't of. really know it. They're not real criminals. They do petty crimes. I do feel like now that uh, it's just the two of us, I need to start this over. Mm, not not throw this it? out. Yeah, not throw this out, but... Soon as you get money, all these niggas say you change. Way back then, said it won't smoke, won't do a thing. Never said I was gangster, but the infinite dude got range. Now the that I used to be, can't lie to you, it's change. Throwing some rain, got throwing some flavor, them watch it, yeah. To the money, that's all I can do, but don't handle be clocking. Yeah, look at my pockets, you see they dig not it, you know I'm gonna tap it. Yeah, on the baddest, she bouncing all on it, I call it hydraulics. Yeah, business is business, I do what I did, just made me a profit. Yeah, hey, movie, no, you should stop it. Yeah, they to my grandma and they to my grandpa, I ain't got no options. Yeah, honey, it's blue, yeah, RP new, shout out to Slouch. Yeah, I get the bag and won't fumble it. You know I'm done with that home. Feeling bliss, I'm in the mode. You calling it confident. Riding on 20, I'm blowing on sticky. I'm thinking about all my accomplishments. You didn't blow, no, you ain't shit. I keep the sauce like a condiment. condiment. Talking a radar, I'm under it, under it. They know they count, got the summer list. Summer list. Rappers, my kids, I be sunning it, sunning it. Roll me a blunt, drop another hit. The pain in my eyes won't leave, I swear that it's permanent. The demons I'm fighting ain't permanent. I swear to God that I'm fortunate. Let's go, let's go. Soon as you get money, all these niggas say you change. Check, 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 Hilltop J Reporting live from the hills as I do And if you're new here, uh, you may be unaware But rest assured, I only speak to people that I respect I only speak to people that I want to speak to And um, I've been trying to speak to this young man for a very long time uh, He's an enigma, he's a ghost He's he's like that one, that one video game, I think it's called Assassin's Creed where he just sort of puts his hoodie on, and then you may see him, you may not see him, but I guarantee you he's killing. And I'm gonna let him introduce himself to the people right now. Yo, what's good, y'all? Um, my name is Ikwame. You know, that's my birth name, the name my mama gave me uh, when I popped out. Um, but you guys are calling me the kid, uh, or TK, the kid shot it, Bob with the kid on social media. Uh, yeah. 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 Um. This is kind of weird for me because, guys, if you're listening to this, I am currently 25. And I feel old because now everybody that I pretty much hang out with is like 23, 24, just turned 25 type thing. Um, and never in my life have I met another young entrepreneur, another young business owner, another young uh what would you call yourself, creative? Is that still the term, or is that term played out? I mean, yeah, I call myself creative. This young man will pull up to your event with a camera, but if you call him a cameraman, he'll probably walk out. Dang, oh my God. I just, I just you don't might, like You might walk out. Be honest. Cameraman. If I catch you on a good day and you off the ran, nephew, you definitely walking out. Off the ran, nephew, for Sliding. Sure. Off, off the crown? I mess with crown. Honestly, I think crown is probably my favorite liquor, if I had to pick. Well, Crown, if you're listening, um, cut the check. But, you know, yeah, you know, for sure. I'll do a commercial, get a throne. You know, Why man. would you be offended Ooh, by that, that though? Hard product shoot. You should. Um, 
Write that down. Don't don't say that again on the record. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Nah, it's, it's just um, I feel like I'm so much more than just a cameraman. And even like I said, I feel like even um, even just from a standpoint of thinking that I can offer so much more beyond just the camera than than I can behind the camera. Uh, that's. I guess more of the reason why I don't like being called just a cameraman, because um, I feel like you kind of get stuck in that title of oh you just here to shoot or you just here to take pictures or whatever. Um, and I think a lot of people don't even realize that some people who hold cameras or are really good at videography, whatever the case may be, have really big personalities. Um, they may have aspirations for other things or may be into other things that they just never really delved into. Um, so I don't never want to get labeled as just a cameraman or just be stuck into situations where I'm always having to hold the camera 24-7 because um, that's not where I want to be. Eventually, I want to be able to put the camera down and still move like nothing skipped the beat. So, is there a, is there even a label that's broad enough that you would accept besides creative? Um, mm, like if you, if we really get into it, I'd say, I'd say like, Cinematographer. I'd even say videographer. You know, as basic as that may sound, I'd say videographer, you know, cinematographer, filmmaker, but I don't feel like I've necessarily earned the title the title cinematographer or filmmaker yet. I feel like I still have a lot more to do to prove to myself. Um, even though I call myself those at times, I think there's just still a lot more that goes into it before I can really stamp that. Can I call you artist or will you get offended? Artist in terms of what? I feel like I'm an artist. In terms know? of art? I, t- I take pictures and things like that, and I feel like that's my form and medium, medium of art. So I, I, I feel like we have an understanding. So. Yeah, for sure. And when people ask, I call you an artist. Sure. And then niggas ask about your mixtape, and I'm like, wait, mm. wait, wait, wait. Slow down. I mean, I mean, when it comes to music, I, I dabble, but I don't really... You know what I'm saying? Get, get into it too much. I was thinking about that shit today. Like, it's become a, it's the point now where it's like, it used to be interesting when it, like, an artist that you know from music also mm. does other stuff. Mm. I remember when J. Cole was like, doing videos, or like, we found out he made beats, and everyone was like, whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, music is almost secondary. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people kind of use it as a, as a, uh, it's a marketing um, tool. Yeah, like a marketing tool, but also like a, a, a launching pad. Um, and the crazy thing is, I feel like music is so hard to get into to try to use it as that. Um, but I guess nowadays hard. it's a little bit easier if you can just write a song about anything and kind of catch on whether it's on TikTok or whatever the case may be. But um, for, for somebody that's more of a music purist, that's like, I really want to write the music for the music and really like create that art. I think it's a lot harder. Um, because you may never feel like you have that song that's like, yeah, this the one or whatever the case may be, and you may never put it out, or if, even if you do put it out, may not do the numbers that you wanted to do. Um, but I think it's the people that kind of hit out of nowhere, and it's like, wow, like you know, that TikTok fame or whatever the fame is, yeah, for sure, you know, maybe easier that way, or the people that just kind of search for that kind of stuff, like the little pumps of the world. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it seems kind of strange to try to use music as a, as a launching, uh, launching pad because it's, it's so hard to really make a name in and get that longevity in. But I guess if you don't necessarily want the longevity, then it doesn't matter. But it's funny. You were thinking a little pump. I was thinking of Sweetie. <laughs> Sweetie. I feel like she she would be smart to use it as a launch pad at this point. Um, I think you late. I no, I mean for sure she. She. If I've seen flopped. you with a McDonald's collab before, before I've seen you with new music, 
before I seen you with album sales. She's out of here. She was putting like, singles out. She got a McDonald's deal. She put it on mine. Got two K sales. She's an artist. We. She's an artist. But I don't look two K sales. Let me get two K sales first. Y'all be geek, but but you you got a label behind you. You got too much money behind you. Industry you connection. Two K out. You know, Quavo was behind her at some point. No pun intended. <laughs> like you know, that's crazy. Shout out to the uh, Honcho. Quavo. Yeah, but you know, speaking of industry connections, mm-hmm. our connection is unique because um, we both hail from the place of high achievement, the illustrious, the amazing. I don't even know if I should even other the name. Why not? But if you know, you know. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Just because I don't, I don't want, I don't want no beef. You know <laughs> I, don't, I don't want no static because I didn't go to college. What does that have to do with anything? I didn't, I didn't go to college, so I might not be the the type of representation that they're looking for. Man. But I take a lot of pride in that place, and you know that place. I think anybody doing positive, posit- anything positive with their life um, should be able to represent. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think this is what you do it for. You know, you 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 strive for greatness, not only to just put on for yourself and your family, but you know, for the places that you came from, the places that had a hand in where you where you where you came from. So I don't think it should be a problem um, with that at all. Do you think there should be segregation? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking Anglo and Hey yo <laughs> Nah, I'm talking like there's some days I wear a suit and the conversations and the people that I address and the names that I drop are different from days that I'm wearing a hoodie and I'm in the studio session and I say certain names and I mention certain places and I talk about certain things. I live a very, um, I refuse to be put in a box, but I put a lot of my life, that's how I organize my life. I put it into different boxes. Makes sense. Nah, um, that's what I meant by segregation. I wasn't talking about Anglo. <laughs> Big shout out to all the Anglos tuned in. I think um, there's definitely a strength in knowing when and how to conduct yourself, um, knowing how to be that chameleon, you know, knowing how when I need to be in a suit and speak a certain way. Or I guess some, some may call it code switching in a way, but I, I don't necessarily think that's what it is. Um, I, I think it's just being aware of your environment and what that environment calls for. You know, you wouldn't go in the kitchen and try to make oxtails with lemon pepper seasoning. You know, you got to understand. Hey, yo. Exactly. You know, you got to understand what what the occasion calls for and what you need in order to be effective in that environment. And if you you, you understand that, if I go into this certain environment with baggy sweats, a hoodie, and whatever on, I'm not going to get the look that I'm looking for. I'm not going to get the... The, um, I'm not gonna get as taken serious as I as I want to be. Then you need to move accordingly. Um, now is that to say that people should completely write you off just based on how you look or what you wear? Nah, but I think there is merit in the fact that you do have to carry yourself a certain way, or you should carry yourself a certain way in order, um, in certain environments at least, in order for people to kind of give you that look and to to be able to have those conversations and be in certain rooms, you know? Because the, the the goal is to always push it forward you know always push yourself forward push the culture forward push whatever you're doing forward um and if that means that you have to 
you know, kind of be a chameleon in your different environments, not completely changing who you are, but knowing what is needed to fit here in order to be able to have those conversations and um, advance your agenda, then then that's what needs to be done. I think a lot of times that gets lost. Um, it's a lost art for people our age and even people in this generation because uh, we have so much people that's kind of like, you know, I am who I am, you set me as I am, or um, I'm not changing for anyone, or I, I hate hearing that. Um, because to me, um, with growth comes change. It's just natural. You can't you can't grow and and not change. It's, that doesn't work that way. It's, it's always one has to come with the other. They come hand in hand. So when you say I am who I am, not changing for anybody, or whether that's in relationships, whether that's in business, or whatever the case may be, that that automatically tells me that you don't want to grow. There's no room for growth within this because you, you're not going to see it. You you're refusing to see it. You see it as whether it's something negative or just something that threatens who you are at the core. And change shouldn't threaten who you are at the core, but it should be, um, I would say it should be more of a motivating factor uh, to kind of push you in a certain direction, understanding that, okay, maybe I need to pay more attention to this and kind of change this, curtail this, you know, tweak this to be able to be the person that I want to be, to be a more efficient person, to be, uh, to streamline the path of where I want to go. Um, but when you completely negate the fact that change is necessary, you end up in cycles of of unsuccessful spells. And it's kind of like, how can you ever shake wherever you at? Or how can you ever move forward or get to the next point or get to the next level when you, you, you see, you might see what needs to be changed, but you're refusing to change. Or maybe you don't see what needs to be changed because you haven't taken the steps to really break down your situation and say, okay, what did I go wrong here? Or what could I have done different here? Or what should I pay more attention to here? And you just kind of be like, you know, you know, it's cool. I'm going to keep attacking it with the same method, the same ideology, the same whatever it may be. Um, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You know, so it's like if you ever want to see something different, you got to do something different. But, you know, teach his own. I would hope that people kind of pick up on something at some point and say, hey, you know, the common sense is me, in me is telling me to, maybe I need to do something a little bit different. Maybe I need to pay attention to something a little bit different. But I don't know if that happens a lot more than not. The environment that we find ourselves in, they romanticize and they glamorize stagnation, which is the strangest thing to me. Like, even... Let's take someone like a... a, a Sukihana. Are you familiar with Sukihana? A little bit. She's fascinating to me because it's like... <laughs> hey, <laughs> shout out to Suki with... Uh, you know what I mean? It's crazy. But that's the type of person I would love to sit down with because you know that there's more there. Gotta be. She she provides hints. There's like little peaks at like the substance that's, that never gets tapped into. But everyone is so happy to just elevate or just put on a pedestal. Not what comes effortlessly, but what I guess makes the room comfortable. And I'm pretty sure she's moved on way past where she was when she was just that loud, boisterous person. It's easy to be loud and boisterous and and a bull in a china shop when you're broke. Mm. But once your environment changes, which hers has obviously changed, that's when people start saying, oh, you act different. Oh, you 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 think you're too good. Uh, this, that, and the third. 
And I think now more than any time, because usually I, I recoil when people talk about this generation. Oh, I was born in the wrong generation. I this and a third. But that used to be a thing that like we knew people didn't want to see you elevate. Mm-hmm. But now people are actively like applauding. Even if you, even if we all know you elevated, mm-hmm. but the behavior hasn't changed. Um, and that's well, tricky for me. Cause first, I think, I think us as a generation, we need to separate monetary elevation from mental and uh, I don't know what another way to put it, but let's just let's just keep it at mental elevation. Um, I think a lot of people societal. Yeah, like you know, you can you can yes, societal elevation. We can say that mental and societal elevation. I think you can. It's very possible to make money and not not, gain any class. Not gain any class. You still won't be able to walk in certain rooms. Certain groups of people won't take you serious. And if you're okay with that, that's okay. You know, if that's if you're okay with the peak of where you're at being where you're at with a little bit more money, then that's fine. You know, you while some people may say you can, you know, you can buy yourself in certain rooms. um, I just don't find that to be the, the. the greatest truth. Um, of course, maybe I'll see that as, as our crew money over time. But I, I think even if you go to the examples of like a Cardi B, um, as as much as Cardi B is still Cardi B, there's some elements of herself that she still has to kind of tone down. And she has toned down a lot because she's more of a brand now. She's more of a household name. So it's like as much, and she's a mother now. She has something to lose. For sure. And so it's like when um, when you've gotten to a point where you understand that where you're going and where you want to be is bigger than where you're at and not just talking from a monetary standpoint, then I, th- I think that's when it kind of changes and shifts. Um, but for some, and this is not a disc on this on Suki or anybody else that kind of. No, we're not dissing anyone. In this realm of you're, you have the monetary success, but you may never necessarily have the the respect of the people who control the rooms or the the ability to be able to say, okay, I want to get in this business deal and I want you guys to take me serious on this. Like, just because you have the bread don't necessarily mean they'll let you in the room, like I said before. So it's like, um, I think it definitely has to come an understanding that what I'm doing and where I want to be doesn't necessarily align with where my brand is. And I, I think when you get so in-depth and so involved in a brand like what she has, it's a little bit harder to, to you know, um, to sway from that because it's like that's that's what people know you for that's what people know like who you are so once you kind of change from that it's like people start to say you switched up you changed you got money it's tired and different but the reality of the situation is you don't make money to lose it you don't make money to go back to where you are you don't make money to say okay I made a hundred or I made a mil I'm cool with that I just I just want to make a million nah you want to keep going you want to keep evolving you want to keep seeing okay I, I've seen what this can afford me now. I want to see what this can afford me. You know, I want to see what the five millions, the ten millions, the the fifty, the hundreds, the you know whatever else comes with it can afford me. And um, I think I think anybody in those positions would be kind of you would be dumb to say, okay, I made my money, I made it. like, and, and I think that's for me. That's kind of where like that hood rich mentality comes in. Um, the people that's like, look, I'm cool. I got, I'm on Section 8. I got an Infinity 2023. I got gold teeth. I got the chains. I got this. I got that. I got a new iPhone. You know, I pay $20 in rent a month. I'm 
good. I'm sad. I got money in surplus. And it's like, you cool, you know, I guess. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? You, I'm sure you could pay your car payment. Your, your, your mortgage is, or your rent is $20 a month. It brings me joy to see people comfortable. And while I'm not knocking anybody that's on Section 8 or wherever the case may be, and I don't even know if you're ready $20 a month, I'm just saying. But it's, it's a thing, and I think it's a mentality of wanting to fit in so bad or be something so cool within this environment of, of like, mediocrity. That it's like, bro, there's so much more of a world out there. There's so much more that you can explore and do, but you're choosing to settle in this tax bracket of I'm making this amount of money and I'm richer than my peers. My peers are really broke. So I look cool. I look like I got my life together, but in reality, we all in the same pool. You know, you're not you're not that much further than the person next to you. You just you just got a little bit more to show. No, you're happy with the superficial. For sure. It's it's just enough. And and since we are two men having this conversation, we can expand it beyond just name dropping women. Cause when people whenever people ask me what I feel about Kodak Black, like you asked me earlier, like one of my favorite things about Kodak is that despite all the drama, despite all the mistakes, the very loud public mistakes, he understands the conversation we're having and he hasn't put himself in a position where he's lost it and had to go back to where he came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 watching that as watching someone who's younger than me because I've seen it so many times like especially being in Orlando and being as close to music as we both are like it hurts my feelings when I see these stories of of yeah, he got signed but he was trying to uphold an image or he was trying to hold his stance in whatever I don't want to call it ghetto politics, but whatever society he deal, he was worried about keeping up appearances in and ended up f- fumbling his real life opportunity to change his his you know family's life his children's life his mom's life because we see that so often like. yeah and I, I mean I think that's something to be said about that and I think there has been tons of things said about that and it kind of goes back to that one it goes back to the conversation we had the other day about people um kind of fighting for things that they, they don't own, um, not necessarily understanding ownership. Um, and then two, just allowing yourself to crash with no no thought of the future. You know, we, you, like, and, and I get respect, I get saying, Politics. you know, yeah, I get, I get that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, when does it become, like, I want something more, I want, if, if I'm fighting so hard for this neighborhood and I'm claiming it's mine, is this, is that, when you gonna go look and see how much maybe they'll sell it for? If you really up like that, you know, let's let's talk about it. Or or let's say let's let's put in the work, you know, maybe collectively we come together and see what we can do. Or we say, let me really give back to my community. Let me really, you know, pour into this environment that I'm I'm claiming so hard and I'm willing to die behind for real, but I haven't put no money into it for real. And it's like you you're, you're also willing to to die behind respect, but you the perception the 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 display the outwardless yeah display, the, the, the superficial display and the superficial display of respect, but you you don't necessarily respect yourself or even your environment for real because you you haven't one you haven't changed in your outlook on 
what the opportunity you have in front of you. You know, you, you've been given this opportunity to say, okay, not only can I change my life, my family's life, but also maybe able to make enough money to be able to pour back into my community and change others' lives. So when you just are willing to throw that all away behind you not want to look like you being punked or you not want to look like whatever the case may be, at some point it has to be, nah, I got a bigger goal in mind. I want to do something different. I want to, you know, I want to accomplish something. I want to make it out of where I'm from. But when you allow yourself to just kind of succumb to whatever pressures is around you or just saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with where I'm at. I'm cool with, like I said, being hood rich. And even though you might be rich, rich, you still staying in the hood for whatever reason. Not saying that you should never go back to where you're from. No, because once you move into a bigger pond, then you, you're no longer the bigger fish. Now, now it, you got now I, you got to hang with some actual rich people. A lot people. of what it is too, though, because people are scared to leave where they're comfortable. You know, and, and we become so comfortable in our environments, and uh, because it's, it's familiar, and that's that's okay to to feel like something is familiar. But I think it's a problem when you become complacent in where you're at, and you're saying, "I don't want to leave for X, Y, and Z reasons." It's like, bro. And that's, that goes back to the conversation of growth. You know, at some point you have to grow. And if you're always the big fish in a small pond, bro, there's no room for you to swim. You can never maneuver. You can never get around and say, okay, this is a new opportunity. This is something more for me to learn. This is something different that I can try. But when you have to take that jump and it's like, okay, dang, I'm starting over as far as now I'm the small fish even though I'm a big fish in the other pond I'm a small fish in this bigger pond and then it kind of changes things um, it allows you the opportunity to grow and, and maybe someday again be that bigger fish that you once were in this pond and once you outgrow that you know you grow to the next stage and this stage and that stage but when you only want to be the big fish in a little pond I think it even speaks to some some level of insecurity in a way um, it's a lot of insecurity because you're so afraid of taking that chance or stepping out on that opportunity that you've been given and really saying, let me let me see what I can make of myself and let me see how far I can go with this, that you allow yourself to, to crash out. And it's like, bro, you never know where you could have been. You never know how many lives you could have impacted. You never know. And, and the crazy thing is a lot of these people have kids. Hmm. And it's like... And the cycle continues. You don't even think about that. Like, at some point or another, it has to be like, I want to change just for myself. How long can you really do this? You're going to be the OG on the same block that you grew up on forever with no money again because you don't spend all your money trying to fight the same niggas you grew up with? <coughs> That's crazy. Shout out to the old heads. That's crazy. That's, like, it's insane. <laughs> it's literal insanity. You know what I'm saying? And it's a cycle. And then you go teach the young kids the same thing that you used to do and I remember at one point um, if we just speaking on West Orlando I remember at one point it got real crazy like real crazy it was real 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 crazy like I was just like I don't know if I should be hanging out with them <laughs> like, I don't even know you who you got beef with bro like it's, it's spooky yeah yeah and it, it just got to a point where it's uncomfortable because it's a lot of people that's that pr- that present themselves as having a lot to lose, but then you realize they really have nothing to lose. Cause nothing why y'all? Why are you playing these games? Like nothing at all. Y'all don't got. Yeah, <laughs> y'all don't got shit to. 
And I think for me, that's that's one thing I've always I've always moved like I've had something to lose because I always feel like I had something to lose, even if it wasn't something I physically knew I had or something that was like tangible in my hand right now. I think for me, it was always the future and the potential of what I what I could accomplish. Like I never wanted to lose the ability to be able to accomplish that. And I think moving mm-hmm. with that mindset has saved me from a lot of um, trouble, you know, and even just being around people that used to get in trouble or where troublemakers or whatever the case may be just knowing okay let me get myself out of this situation or let me get let me leave this environment because this ain't really where I need to be or I don't feel comfortable you know having a proactive mindset when it came to that kind of stuff I think is what kept me out of a lot of trouble because I could have been in the same situation as a lot of my homeboys a lot of my friends that you know crashed out or all of a sudden was one night they was soft as fruitcake next day they was Glock 19 with a, with a switch and they was gang gang and it's like you cool now my boy yeah you still you charged up literally you got five charges now my boy <laughs> like, you not going nowhere but the block now you laugh cause it's the only thing to keep you from crying cause like how did you not see this coming and that's the thing it's like and for me it's just knowing that there's so much out there it's such a big world I think that's something I attribute to my mother, too, because she's always made sure and made it a point that we were cultured on, on some sort of level, whether it was taking us different places, taking us on trips to learn different things, taking us to museums when we was younger, making us write book reports over the summer and stuff like that. Just having different experiences and understanding that there's a whole world out there to, to not accomplish, but to see and, and really explore. Um, and to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, to accomplish, you know, and um, understanding that, you know, it's... it's you're only the little fish as long as you allow yourself to be. You know, when you when you allow your mind to grow and expand and allow yourself to grow and really accomplish some things and execute on the things that you plan, then, like I said, as you grow, you become the bigger fish and then you move into a different pond, you move into a different pond. So I feel like for me, I'm at the point now where I feel like I'm the little fish in such a big pond, not because... I haven't grown, but because I've outgrown so many different ponds as I've grown, as I've gotten older, that I've gotten to the point now where a lot of people that I look up to aren't as far as it seems. I I think the only thing that separates me from a lot of people that I I look up to or even um, admire when it comes to certain things is is just that level of execution and really going out and doing it. I think I positioned myself pretty well to where it's like, like I've told you before, I've never questioned whether I'd be successful more. It was more a question of when. So I think I'm at that stage now where it's more like, okay, let's really let's really game plan. Let's really sit down and understand where we're at, what we have at our fingertips, what, what's, what's available to me or what has always been available to me. Um, and how can we make this play to where it's not a matter of saying, okay, you can't do it. It's just not available to you. Nothing. No, it's all there. It's just a matter of actually doing it, executing. Um, and as hard as that may be for me at the time, because I got ADHD, if I'm being honest. So, like, I jump from thing to thing to thing to thing. But it's always going to be a few things that's, that's um, recurring to me. And just focusing on those things that, that make me happy and that I'm passionate about and, you know, that are really going to force me and push me to that next level is, I, is where I feel like I'm at. So when I say I feel like I'm a little fish in a big pond, I think 
it's relative to the size of the pond and the, the size of where I'm trying to be. Um, so it's not even that it's a small pond or it's a big pond, but it's like I said, it's all relative to whatever situation it is. So, and I, I think that's something for people to keep in mind as well. You know, everything is relative. Time is relative. You know, success is relative. Money is relative. Um, I mean, my goal may be a hundred mil, so fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand, a hundred thousand don't sound like a lot to me. But your goal may be five hundred thousand, so seventy-five, a hundred, one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand may sound like a lot to you, and that's okay. Whatever your goal is, it's your goal. It's your picture that you're painting. Don't allow me to try to paint on your canvas. You paint your own canvas. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just a matter of understanding. Um, for me, one, what I have available to me, and then for you, understanding what you have available to you and the tools at your disposal and how you will use them to allow you to get to where you want to be if as efficient as possible. And I don't know how we got to that point, but I started rambling, so. It's not rambling. I think it's a conversation that we as black men need to have more often. Mm, I think we as black men... Um, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had. Um, I think one being, this is a conversation I've had within my head a lot, and it doesn't necessarily translate well when you when you bring it to certain tables, but um, I think growing up we hear so much that women are the prize. Women are, um, we, we work so hard to, to get the money in the woman, you know, this, this, and that. And it's like, when you constantly hear that, you kind of negate yourself as being a part of that equation. You know, you kind of think of yourself, whether it's as less than or I'm just here to provide. I'm just here to do something. I'm here to be of service to someone else in some way um, or to be approved yeah, to or, be validated or, somehow. And, and whether that's being picked by a partner or you picking a partner and they picking you back or or you have the money to be able to pick whatever. And um, I think that options. shows, yeah, I think that shows a lot in how we move as black men, especially younger black men, especially this generation of black men. And I think there's something to be said of respecting yourself, respecting um, whatever boundaries you set in place and actually setting boundaries and, and, and not just thinking of the female as the prize while they, they are very much so the prize and I will never knock any female. Um, that's really, you know, about something on her stuff or just any female in general because I don't want to make it seem like there's one more than the I other. might knock a female. I won't knock a woman, though. <laughs> I guess I got to start saying female because they take offense to that. But What's the difference? What's the difference? I think in the same way that I, I say a man without self-control is just a male. Hmm. Because the rules, the the qualifications, the, the 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 resume that you have to have to operate as a grown man, if you're not upholding those responsibilities, if you're not upholding those principles, if you're not moving as we move, then you can't be with us. There has to be some kind of segregation. That's the second time I've used that word. I need to find a better word. <laughs> but there needs to be some kind of uh, line of demarcation. Because yeah. it and it's part of the reason why I don't go to clubs. Like everybody's just in general admission. Like mm -hmm. we all mixed in here together. Mm -hmm. Stuff is not gonna go well. There's mm -hmm. gonna be problems. There's gotta be some kind of yeah. cat like step up. Like, okay, you've done enough. Now you can step up and be up here with us and have a different conversation. And I and I feel and that's the same kind of standard that I put towards potential partners or just women that I deal with. Cause I 
I deal with women 85% of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might come across sounding a certain way, but it's just because coming from where I come from, the background that I come from, women make more sense to me. I don't know if it's a I logic feel, thing. I grew up in a house with three women, so it makes complete sense. I can deal with women being moody. I, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how to deal with male appearing people getting moody and getting in their feelings over stuff that they sh- I feel like they should not get in their feelings about. Like, why are you mad that I'm not coming with y'all to Miami on a guy's trip? I think every day I'm learning more <laughs> of how to deal with uh, men. And it sounds strange being that I am a man, but it's like... Doesn't um, sound strange at all. Being that I grew up with three females, I think it's easier for me to understand how to, whether it's communicate or just understand the emotions and feelings of a woman. Um, and being able to... to be proactive in that, you know. Um, versus, like with with men, I think it's a little bit more of a of a learning curve at times because one, not not every, as much as we're alike at the core in certain things, not every male has the same values and understandings of things, um, or even move the same way with certain things. Uh, so it's like I, I may, while I may respect that you you are a man as far as you being a grown man is certain things that you may value that I may see as something that's like, like why do you value that not that I'm knocking what you value but it just may be something that I'm not down with and I may knock okay. what you value depending on what it is yeah I mean as far as like if it's I'm very judgmental like, kind of like mm, that's it's kind of mm, I don't know about that I think but, as I've matured in my manhood I think I've become more judgmental because I can't be around crash dummies. Right well, yeah, now. for sure, for I sure, can't like be that. Around. Yeah, like if you if you value your response to certain things over your safety, then yeah, no, that's that's not me, and that I don't think that has anything to do with you being a macho man or anything like that. I think that's just you one dummy. that's common sense. Two, yeah, you're just a crash dummy <laughs> because, bro, like you can't win them all. And that's, I mean, if you want to try to win more by all means, go ahead, G.I. Joe. But I, I'm just not down with the whole. And it goes so far beyond violence because it's like a lot of a lot of people that appear to be men are not men because the maturity isn't there, the the balance isn't there. I feel yeah. like if you're unbalanced, you can gain balance and become a man. Yeah. But a lot of y'all are just cases, just walking cases. Whether it's a, a sexual assault case, whether it's a assault case, whether it's a y'all just walking around just cases, and I can't associate. It's not. I am judging you because I have to judge. Because if I don't judge, I get caught up in as, as collateral damage, mm-hmm. and a lot of us end up as collateral damage. It's scary. Yeah, that's why I value this new brotherhood that I feel like I found in you because it's like. I'm not accustomed to this. This is strange for me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it's also needed some sort of guidance as well. Um, and just, I got, I heard somebody, um, actually, I think it was, I was listening to, you know who Earl Nightingale is? Mm-hmm. I was listening to one of his uh, speeches and I don't, I found it on YouTube one day and it's so weird because it's like from like the 1950s or 60s. But the way he talks to Those me is so like, it's kind of, it's not methodical, but it's, it's just the way he talks. It sounds like 
it sounds like the 1950s because it is but just his subject matter is to me is so like deep in thought um he was saying how most men tend to pattern themselves after other men uh he was saying that a man may grow up and he may let's say he goes to the military at 18 by the time he come back he's about what like 24 or 23 or something like that he'll come home he'll meet one of his old friends that say hey i work in insurance I make good money, you know, you should try it. And then he'll go get a job in insurance and work in insurance for 10 plus years and then meet a woman and then marry the woman and continue his job in insurance. And then he might meet another dude that say, hey, I enjoy this. Come try it with me. And he'll try this and be like, yo, I really like this. Whether it's like, let's say it's fishing. He'll be like, I really like this. I fish now. Yeah, I fish now. And it's like, <laughs> it's like. I didn't realize how how true that could be until like you look around and it's like you have so many people that's as followers and um, not enough people that's really leading and because it's self preservation for sure. And if I, I see I, five of y'all doing it, okay, I know it's safe enough to do it. Yeah. The so funniest like, thing is watching like people get money or I don't even just say it. yeah get money and then all of a sudden now you golf. But okay, okay, wait. Let me let me say something about that because Cause I, I golf. I, I want to learn how to golf. You should. I first I want to learn how to golf one because I feel like the conversations and the people that you meet at a golf course or country club is different from the people you meet elsewhere. But also I want to learn how to golf because I feel like it's a thing of patience. That's why I started fishing. Um, oh, you fish? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry for laughing at fishing. <laughs> I don't fish a lot. I just like I, I like going out there at night. Uh, but my to me, taught me how to fish. When I when I first found out I was having my son, I started fishing more. I like I actually got my fishing license and stuff because hey, <laughs> no no no, it was not like a trauma response. No, it kind of was because it was like okay, more time to get to myself to be able to think, and I like being around water. Um, and and if you ever go, I don't want to blow up my spot. Don't blow up your spot. We'll bleep it out. It's this place in a small town where they had a massacre. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Those ones that read books. Look, what he's talking about. Um, That's they, a good way to hide your a, spot. They have a <laughs> hiding in a book. They have a pier, um, and the way the moonlight hits the the water, uh, it looks very beautiful, and you can sit on the pier. Um, but I used to go out there a lot, and when it, even if it's windy, it's just a vibe for me. I like getting alone um, and being under the stars. To me, in nature is is very common. So. Um, I, I, I would go out there and just fish and kind of think and just breathe and, you know, get time to myself. And I felt like, one, I feel like as a man, it's very important to know when you need space and know when you need to, you know, get time to recollect and get time to really gather yourself for real. Because you don't ever want to get to a point where you're just about to explode or to the point where it's like... You, you've put so much on yourself and life is beating you down that you, you haven't realized it and you get to the point where it's like, yo, I can't do this. You're a walking case. Because, I mean, not only that, it, some people don't have good coping mechanisms, whether it's you drink a lot, you may smoke a lot, maybe you become abusive, maybe whatever the case may be. So it's important to know yourself um, and know how you how you deal with things. Um, for me, I think I've learned to to get my space um, and kind of recharge from there, gather my thoughts, think through things. Um, and for me, having a son was such a such a different thing. You know, you can only have one or two. You can, a boy or a girl. Uh, I wanted a girl so bad. Um, because I, I don't know, I just wanted a daughter. I've always wanted a daughter before a son. Um, but having a son, I think, was, was a 
blessing in disguise, really. But I think for me, knowing that I was having a boy, it kind of changed the way you view things and the way you move about things, knowing that um, I'm his first teacher. Like, I'm I'm his first example, for real. Like, uh, he's... I'm his first model. Um, like if you, if you ever see me and my son together, like a lot of his mannerisms or his facial expressions and stuff are a lot like me. Um, uh, he's very goofy. He's very, <laughs> very active. Um, but we, the the way we bond to me is is very different from anything I've ever experienced. Like he'll he'll come, he'll give me a hug, he'll grab my head and all kind of stuff like if if he falling asleep he'll try to like wrap his body around my head sometimes I'm like bro let me go I got a video on my phone where I'm just like unhand me like stop holding me like I'm your woman please unhand me he's just like no I'm like stop but I think for me even in preparation for having my son it was like I understood that there was a lot that had to change within myself um and even still, still trying to work on things that's, that have to change, you know, knowing that I had to be that example. And um, even kind of going back to what I was telling you earlier about uh, spending time with my father and noticing certain things about him and trying to incorporate more of that into myself. As far as my, my dad is more of a no-nonsense kind of person when it comes to respect and how he tolerates certain things. Um, and me, I'm more of a diplomatic kind of person uh, you know I'm, I'm more of a politically correct I don't necessarily care too much for altercations I'm more of a you know I, if it's disrespect and unless it's, it gets to a certain point then it's like nah we gotta handle that but to me it's like nothing don't really phase me like that so um, being around my dad and spending more time with my dad um, within the past two years has really kind of changed and shifted my view on some certain things understanding that nah there's a, there's a balance to, to how you go about commanding respect. It doesn't necessarily have to be disrespectful or like I'm about to fight you or we're getting aggressive or whatever the case may be. But nah, you're not going to just disrespect me. I'm a man just as much as you're a man. You know, we can have this conversation like men, but if, if you don't want it, then we're not about to have this conversation. Because if you can't respect me the same way I'm willing to give you respect, then one, all respect could be lost and we could just not have this at all. But I'm not about to go back and forth. I'm not about to get aggressive. We're not about to fight. It's none of that. You know, you, you go your way, I go my way. And that's okay. Or if it does need to be some sort of confrontation, then, then let it be that, but let it stay there. Um, so I think, like I said, you know, just, just as men, we have to learn a healthy balance in life in general uh, because any too much of anything isn't good, whether it's anger, whether it's passiveness, whether it's... Um, uh, whether it's lust, lust is never good, but whether it's, you you know, that longing for something, a craving for something, a craving for validation, uh, whatever it may be, you know, you just always have to have balance in life. Everything is about balance. So I think that's an important lesson that us as males need to learn, especially we need to teach and instill and people that look up to us or are younger, you know, even like my, my younger brother, I always tell him, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, I'm, I'm here to support you. But one, you got to figure out what you want to do. Two, you got to find how you're going to do it, plan how you're going to do it, and then figure out the balance between everything else that you're already doing. Um, because I think as men, we, we have so much that's already put on us by society that you don't have the opportunity to say you don't know. You're expected to know at all times. Um, 
but it's impossible for you to know everything all at once. So having that balance allows you to keep track of everything and also understand that one, there's a balance, there's a side of things that I may not know, and there's a side of things that I know for sure, but the side of things that I not I do not know, I'm chipping away at it because I want to make sure I know as much as possible. I'm always educating myself, I'm always learning, I'm always growing, I'm always paying attention to how I respond to things. I'm always, you know, trying to be that better version of myself. Uh, so, yeah. I, I tend to ramble a lot. It's not rambling. It is, though. I don't feel like it is. What you got? We should definitely go uh, golfing. I would appreciate I gotta that. learn how to golf first. N- not really. A lot of a lot of people go golfing and suck at golfing. Yeah, I'm not that person. I don't like being bad at stuff. I li- I like to be good. Like mm. I want to be Tiger Woods good. Like if I'm gonna get the gloves and the hat and the you're a psychopath. Little shirt. Is that is that the issue? Is that nah, is that why you just, um. You allow yourself to not put out content that the world needs to see. Is that why you sit on content? In the Part short time that we've been working together, I know you have some dope footage, and I've been waiting to see it. And I don't. I I'm mean, not. I'm not the type to press a, a cinema. 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 Uh, what's the word again? Cinematographer. An artist about his <laughs> art, but like I do see that, and it's weird because it's like looking in the mirror because I have so much shit that. We'll probably never see the light of day. So when you put something up, put something up. Don't do that, because now it's a competition. I don't lose. That's fine. Go ahead, my boy. I got you. I got you. I just, I don't like losing. I hate losing. I care less about winning. I just hate losing. So whatever, come on the other side of that. That's what it is. So if you want to start that, by all means, go ahead. Just know when you ask for it. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the kid. Whether you know him as Aquame, whether you know him as the uh, kid, I guess. I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think this outro out very well. <laughs> but um, what is your actual last word, though? My last word... Uh, I don't know. Okay, honestly, I feel like we got to do another pod someday, maybe during the day. <laughs> you know, we already did two. You, you think the timing? You think <laughs> the second the, take? You think the timing don't, um, don't work? Nah, it's, it's just the second take. That's all it is. We already said a lot in the first one. Um, no, I think this is going to become a thing. But my my word, um, since we're speaking, since well, since we're speaking on black man and growth and um, balance. I think one thing I'll say, and it's something I told you the other night as well. Um, wow, this is something I'm about to tell the public. I've never told anybody that's not close to me this before. I guess we brothers um, now. Surprise. It's important to know where you are on the map. And what I mean by that is the saying that I always say, know where you are on the map. Um, you never let your lows get too low, your high get too high. You know, you always find that balance, that midpoint. And when I say never let your highs get too high, so I just mean even in the moments of high happiness or, or great gratitude or whatever the case may be, you always find that balance. Not because you don't want to be happy or not because you feel like, you know, I'm too happy, but because you know that even in that, there's always going to be another moment that... Um, 
that that has to come. You know, there's always some something more to accomplish, something more to do. You know, you you can't celebrate for too long without looking towards the future. And then you never let your lows get too low because you never want to get to the point where you feel like you're at rock bottom. And even when you're at that point, just understand that there's another high coming or there's another midpoint coming because life is a series of highs and lows. So when I say know you are on the map, it's important to know and how to gauge yourself and find those things that make you happy, those things that bring you back to a sense of self, whether it's that midpoint or even if it's a semblance of that high point, you know, making sure that you're never too low, you're never too high, but right there in the middle, you know, that that, that perfect balance. And, and every day is not going to be perfect. Some days you may be a little bit on the lower side. Some days you may be a little bit more on the higher side. But as many days as possible, make sure you're as close to the middle or as closer, I would rather you to the higher side than, than the lower side. But knowing where you are on the map, because when you when you don't know where you are on the map, that's when you fall off. You know, that's when you fall into those deep, dark spells or you, you end up in places where you don't necessarily understand how your mental health got so bad or where things went wrong because you never checked in with yourself. You never, you never looked at yourself and said, yo, where am I? Or how am I feeling today? So whenever you hear me say like where are you on the map and just simply ask yourself that question how am I feeling today where am I at? am I high am I low am I in the midpoint you know what I'm saying it's just important and if you ever need to have that question asked to yourself just look at yourself and ask yourself where am I on the map today you know I feel like that's my that's my word you know I hope you guys take that and really do something with it because it's, mental health is important especially as black men um, or just men is in general people in general um, but especially as black men because that's the experience I can speak to uh, so you know salute to all the black men out there especially the black dads that are active and doing their thing um, so keep being you keep doing what you can you know be the voice for your family and your community and power through hold your head Can't lose.